This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And I'm happy to be with you folks at this time. We're bringing you a series of studies, have been now several weeks already, on our home. We looked there at the first home where the Lord placed Adam and Eve there in the first home. And then we saw a man, the head of the home. And today, we began yesterday looking at the woman, the queen of the home. But I want to mention that all of these messages on the home will be available on CDs. There'll be 15 or 20 CDs. And I'll be glad to send them to you. I'll offer them for $1 per CD plus postage. $1 plus postage. Five messages on each CD. And that would be a gracious gift to give to your young uh, married couple. Play them over and then give them away. And maybe you want a half a dozen sets. It may mean the difference in life and death or where your family will spend eternity if they learn obedience, learn that their homes would be centered around the blessed Lord. So I ask you, I plead with you, listen carefully. And then if you have any desire for your young married couples that you know don't have to be family, give them a set of these CDs and, uh, you tell me you can't afford them, you call me and I'll talk to you about it. We'll make them available to you. But we're looking in our last study there about we started the woman, the queen of the home. We saw there a little bit about that. We saw what the scripture says. It says, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And then it said, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over you. And we saw there what, does, what that word desire means. It means to long for, to wish for, to crave. In other words, all the desire means to, to listen, uh, the longing and the craving of that heart. That word desire also means passion. Now, let's go back and begin again. Uh, next, next expression, and he, that is the husband, shall rule over thee. Remember, friend, this is God's word. God's order in the government of the home. It's not mine. I didn't go out on the back porch and make this up and try to cram it down your throat. This is God's word I'm reading to you. I'm reading you God's word. That last verse that we read was Genesis 3.16. And listen, listen. God placed the voice of authority in the head of the home, the husband. As a result of this position in the home, the wife is to be in subjection to her husband. This is stated very clearly in 1 Corinthians 11.3. Now, I'm going to go slowly. I'm going to read that to you in just a moment. Listen, thus saith the Lord. This is not my opinion, not what I think, what I dreamed up, but what God says. And what God says, I believe it. I believe it. This is God's word I'm giving you. Believe it and be saved. Oh, my friend, but listen now. Listen, 1 Corinthians 11.3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. We noticed in our last study that the man is the head of the woman and is the voice of authority in that home. Now, we've lost that, had not we? We've lost it. Our men have shirked their responsibility. Our women have usurped that authority, not only in the home, but now in our churches, many, many, many of our churches, I read, I read the obituaries most of the time in our local paper here, 
And I see where the Reverend Misery so-and-so or the Reverend so-and-so woman, got a woman's name there, conducting the funeral. I went to a funeral here a couple of three years ago to a friend of mine who had been electrocuted. And I went out to a little small chapel where they were having this service. And when the music stopped, this woman got up. She was a pastor of a Methodist church where this man uh, sometimes went to church. A woman, I like to fell, it was just several years ago, I like to fell out of my seat. Uh, my friend, it's so foreign for that. Now, now let's go back and look in more detail to show you God's order for our home. Here it is. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of the woman. And we will find in our further study that the parents, the parents, not one parent, the parents, the parents are the head of the children. When the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, born of a woman, he became sub subject unto his parents to teach us that great truth. And then he became the subject to his father in heaven. He said, I came to do thy will, O God. He was submissive to the will of God. In that respect, God is the head of Christ. Wish you would listen. When Christ is the head of man, now Christ is the head of man, and in Christ, man is the head of the woman. That means that man to bow in submission to the lordship of Christ. Have you ever done that? Have you ever taken your place under the leadership of the Lord? Oh, my friend, the lordship of Christ is the voice of authority. Now, let me tell you what we have now. In our in our many of our churches, we have sweet Jesus. Jesus is not the voice of authority. It's Christ. My friend, we have perverted, we have rearranged everything. We have these people come in the bookstore with T-shirts on, have a Jesus day. Jesus is not Lord. No, Jesus is the, is the name that our folks have given. If you say Jesus, put Lord in front of it, my friend. You be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not Jesus, but listen. Man has placed himself in the place of authority of God and has set himself up as his own authority, as his own God, as his own Lord. And this has resulted in the worldwide rebellion in man's heart today against the Lordship of Christ. I, I don't have no problems saying that. Let me make that statement again. Man has placed himself in the place of authority of God and has set himself up as his own authority. And this has resulted in a worldwide rebellion that you find in man's heart today against the Lordship of Christ. I've never seen such a revolt as we have today against the Lordship of Christ. Man not only does not bow in submission to the Lordship of Christ, but he even uses the name of Christ in vain and counts it as a byword in his utter contempt against the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard it said that foreigners come here, tourists come here from other countries, and they admit and they acknowledge that America has the most vain, profane uh, men and women there is in the world. We use God's name, vulgar slang, more than more than most people it it repulses folks who come here and i know i know i know my friend what we hear i know 
because I've been in the world. I've worked in the world many, many years out there. Oh, my friend. And we're, we're fighting against the tide. We're, we're booking the headwind. And, and I tell you, I don't think we're going to accomplish much. But maybe one here and one there will take a hold of your home. Dad, Dad, are you listening to me? Or you get up and stalk out. You don't want to hear that old fool. But this old fool is telling you the truth. God is going to hold you responsible. You say, well, it's not a downside. Yes, there is. There's a downside. If you don't obey God's word, you're going to be held responsible. And I told you in a study of pastor too, one day there'll be a throne set, a judgment throne. And every individual who's not saved, you pastors, if you're not saved, one day you will stand there. If, you, if you're not giving God the grace, grace the, 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 what he needs, what he commands, you'll stand there with your congregation, with your congregation. I saw folks got 30,000 members. If you're not saved, my friend, if you've got 10,000 members, if you're not saved, they will stand there at the great white throne behind you, and they'll gnash on you. When it dawns upon them that they've been misled by their pastor. Oh, my friend. Now, I ask you oftentimes, the old trailblazer is just a simpleton. I'm just an old country boy and uh, don't, don't hardly know how to go in or come out. But I know how the Lord saves a sinner. And I don't see much of it today. But I ask you, you, you are honest and gentle in your approach. When you come out of church on Sunday, shake the preacher's hand. Look him in the eye and say, Pastor... Would you tell us one day how the Lord saved you? Would you just tell us? The old trailblazer, he tells us how the Lord saved him. Lord awakened him to his lost condition and, and gave him grace to trust the Lord and broke all the rebellion and broke all the stuff in his heart and uh, keeps it broken. But you never have told us, Pastor. You said you was baptized when you were seven years old and your mama wanted you to be a pastor and your pastor wanted you to become a preacher. And all of those things. But would you just tell us what Christ means to you, my pastor? Would you do that? Do it kindly and then pray for him. Don't don't criticize your pastor. Oh, he may be the greatest man in the world. Maybe the good soul, uh, person the Lord has saved. I don't know. But my friend asked him to tell you how the Lord saved him. And then Sunday morning when you sit down in your pew and you have a stranger sitting by you, turn to him and say, friend, tell me how the Lord saved you before the pastor start. What, what does Christ mean to you? Is he real to you? Is Christ real to you? Would you do that, my friend? Then you meet somebody at the drugstore, at the doctor's office, and you sit there waiting for the doctor. Turn to that fellow and say, uh, what does the Lord mean to you? Are you saved? Are you, are you a Christian? Uh, has Christ been made real to your heart? My friend, these are pertinent questions. They're, they're soul-searching questions. And they may start a conversation. The person may look and say, no, I'm not saved. I'm a lost sinner. I'm a lost sinner. I've been listening to old trailblazer, and I'm a lost sinner. That's right. Oh, but my friend, the greatest thing in this world is to come to know the Lord in the forgiveness of your sins and in the being accepted in the beloved. Oh, we sang that song, accepted in the beloved. And I can't sing or I'd sing it to you, but the words are great. If you write me, I'll send you a copy of those words. And then, I know we're running out of time. I know that. But we're going to stay with this subject on the home, the mother, the queen of the home. Is your mother still living? Love her. Love her. Don't wait till Mother's Day to send her a little old card. Go by there and love her. Oh, if I could see my mother and my dad again, I would. I would, my friend. My dad got killed in an accident, 
and it was six months before I could realize that he was dead. And I would go by there in the evening. I used to stop and drink coffee with him. And I'd pass by his house, and my old car would want to turn in there after he's gone. I'd give all I own to be able to go back and tell him how much I love him. Oh, my friend, don't be ashamed to tell your mother and daddy you love them or your children. Don't be ashamed and mean it when you say it. And then make sure they're comfortable. No, don't don't stick them in a nursing home just because you can get rid of them. No, sir. You ever visited a nursing home? Go there and visit one before you start to put your parents in one of them. My friend, I know there are places you have to do, but go by there and look and they stare off into the sky making, oh, but listen, that's another subject for another day. This is the old trailblazer. We're talking about the mother, the queen of the home. Is your mother, is your wife the queen of your home? Or are you just fussing and fighting and junking and junking all the time and raising hell and cussing and maybe slap her around a couple of times? My friend, don't do that. Take your place as a husband of the home. First of all, take your place as a sinner. Come to Christ. But the old trailblazer is going to be true to you if it takes a hide off. And I know folks don't agree with me a lot of times. I know that. But remember my mailing address, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And pray for me. I told someone, you can't criticize me if you pray for me. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Goodbye. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. Shut